Yo, 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 Kev, what up, man? It's your boy Ashby the Ghost checking in. Saying love is love, telling y'all people to make sure y'all check out the Living Let Live podcast. My boy Kevin's holding it down as he always does. But the Living Let Live podcast, they talk about all kind of issues. Life shit, real shit, weekly shit. So tune in, man. Make sure you check them out. My guy Kev gets it in. The Living Let Live podcast. Ghost told you so, LOX. Check it out. Hey, yo, living, man. We met at AI Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, we was chopping it up, kicking it. It's a beautiful thing. Big congratulations. Y'all make sure y'all go out and check it out. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy Gator from Day 1FX. Logging in to show the homie Kevin some love. What it do? How you doing, big dog? I had to log in to show you some love, bro. Had to. That's what I do, bro. Tapped in with you, making sure you're doing well and magnificent, man. Most importantly, thanks for watching the show, Dave. Yeah, season two on the way. But let's get back to business, homie. Kevin got a podcast out, man. It's called the Live and Let Live Podcast. He's doing his thing. The Live and Let Live Podcast. Make sure y'all tap in. Be blazing. Talking about all type of topics, man. He's tapped into the current event. Pass all that, bro. Make sure you just tap in with my boy. Support him. He a good dude. Yeah, it's your boy Gator. GD forever. Keep grinding, homie. Go harder, homeless. So once again, living. Shout out to you from your brother. Kiss. Keep banging. Keep banging. Keep banging. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Live and Let Live podcast. Now today we have a very special episode, uh, very, very, very special to me. Um, so we, we've been doing some interviews lately and right now I think, I think we're about to have one of the best interviews that, that we have because this gentleman I'm about to bring on, he represents not only hip hop, but Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am the best, come on say it with me. Ladies and gentlemen, the Live and Let Live podcast is proud to present Reef the Lost Cause. Yeah. So look, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to do a different type of interview, man. We're not going to do a... We're not going to do the normal normal chit-chat talk shit, man. We're going to... We're going to go in and we're going to rock, man. So let me get Reef on the line right now. And I want to thank you all for joining. I want to thank Reef for, for coming on. Hello. Mr. Sharif Lacey, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Oh, man, I'm, I'm blessed every day, man. Every day above ground, I'm blessed. Yeah, man. Every day above ground is a good one. Yes, sir. So so look, um, me and you knew each other for a minute. Um and we never mm-hmm. really talk hip hop. We always talk about life. So mm-hmm. as it should be. Yeah, and most people aren't like that. So I, I'm mm-hmm. very grateful that you came on a podcast. Like you know, it's very weird when you ask your friends to do shit like this. So I just want to mm-hmm. say thank you. Um, no problem, man. No problem. My pleasure. I'm going to try to do a different interview style than what you're probably used to because I feel like everybody knows. Um, everybody knows Reef's rap story. And if they don't, then they're idiots at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've been around long enough. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and ask you, you know, um, when you made this song, it ain't going to be like that. We're going to have fun today, man. We're going to have a fun interview. So, I like that. Yeah, well, listen, I hope it's fun. I might fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So right now we're like 37 and 38 years old, right? I don't know where the mm-hmm. hell this time goes, man, but yeah. In in 2002, uh you put the highlight out. That was your, you know, first album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel the game changed in those 20 years? I'm talking about recording aspects, promotional aspects, whatever. Like yeah. the yeah. change from then um, to now, because it is significant. But yeah. most yeah. people haven't been around that long to be able to explain mm-hmm. the difference. So can you uh, give some details on that, please? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously the first, the biggest change is you know, the, the format to which people consume music. You know, um, when I was coming up, you know, the internet was still you know, not in its infancy, but it wasn't anywhere near the, the powerhouse that it is today, especially when it comes to music. You know, there was no such thing as uh, streaming services and all that other stuff. I think, you know, we were just starting to get into the iTunes, iPod era. Um, but that's probably the biggest change. Um, obviously, technology, man, just kind of changed everything from how we consume it to how we make it. You know, when I was coming up, you know, there were literally, you could count on your hands, the, the people that had... Um, access to, you know, at-home studios and, and, and all the equipment that you needed to make a, a proper record. Um, uh, now, you know, if the kid has a laptop, they can make an album. <laughs> yeah. They can record an album and then put it up on the internet that same night, and it's, it's a go. And, you know, that that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, I think uh, the good thing about it is you can control your narrative and your art and your presentation the way that you see fit and cut out the middleman. And the bad thing is it's kind of opened the door for anyone to do it. You know, when I was coming up, um, I think it took a lot more dedication, a lot more money, a lot more respect for the craft to really do it. Um, it was almost looked at as an, an anomaly kind of like, Oh, you rap, like that's what's up. But like now it's almost like, Oh, you rap. Oh God, another rapper, you know, because so many have, have emerged. Yeah. But we're, um, we're from so the real to real era. So like we, we understand right, like right. you couldn't fuck your verse up because damn, you right. have to cut the tape and them tapes were not cheap. No, they weren't cheap at all, man. I remember the first time I recorded and, you know, dude might've got over on us a little bit, but we were young, me and my boys, we were like 12 years old making demos. And, you know, it was like $50, $60 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you're dealing with that type of bread, you go there, you know, with the, the intention of, you know, being serious about it. And I, and that's not to say because I don't want to ever come off like the bitter old head boy. It's just it's different times. There's a different energy around it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited that so many people are able to get their art and expression out because there is a lot of good stuff. And, I mean, there's a lot of trash, but there was a lot of trash back then, too. Um, like I said, I think just the biggest difference was just if you really wanted to do this, you had to be all in and you had to be very serious about it because you weren't just going to do this for fun as so many people do it now. Yeah, it cost um, too much money back then to do it for it fun. It cost too much money, man. It was too much It was too much energy and effort. I remember um, when Real to Reels changed to ADATs. Remember, for those yeah, that don't know, ADATs are like ADAT. the video cassette mm-hmm. tape looking joints. And they were yep, so much yep. cheaper. Like, I thought, like, we struck the lottery. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, we don't yeah. got to pay hundreds of dollars an hour. Right. There is nothing worse when you are paying multiple hundred dollars an hour and you fuck the verse up, and then you have to watch the man splice the tape because yep. that's time out of your pocket. Like, that, yep. that's money out of your pocket because you fucked the verse up. Now, one thing yeah, I man. always did respect about you and love about you besides you as a person because, you, you know, you know how I feel about you. But <laughs> you never, ever, ever, ever would go to the studio to party. Like, I, and no. I, I was always the same way. This shit is work. I'm not bringing nobody with me. Yeah, man. The song is going to yeah. be written before I get there. 
so I can spit mm-hmm. it and leave. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I've never, uh, you know, I've never ever felt that way. Like I, I, you know, all intents and purposes, we're keeping it a buck. Bro, I hate the studio. Like, you know what I mean? I remember Ice T. Ice T said something um, in an interview a few years ago uh, to the effect that was, you know, and I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing him, but he basically said like, I wish that I could write the rhyme, say it out loud in my mind, and then it would just appear on on tape recorded already. Like the process of because then it starts to feel like work. When I'm writing rhymes and I'm listening to music, the crib and vibing out, that shit feels like so much fun. Having to go to the studio and stand there and just take after take and listen, play, oh, you think we should do that over again? And uh, I'm going to add this, okay, I'm going to add you that list, man. Like, it just feels like a fucking, I can cuss, right? Yeah, well, hell yeah. Fuck, 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 It just feels like a fucking, like, it just, it, that's when it feels like work to me. I love performing the music. I love writing the music. The actual recording process, I'm not a fan of. So when I go to the studio, like you said, I got my verse ready. I've rehearsed it. I know how to spit it. I know how I want it to sound. There's nothing more infuriating to me than someone that comes to the studio unprepared. And, you know, if that's your bag, then you let me get out the way what I need to, and then you can hang out there and do all that. But when I would go places, sometimes, you know, dudes would pick you up bring you up to their studio or whatever. There would be times where I would be sitting there for hours. My shit been done and they're still fooling around. And I just like, I had to make that kind of a caveat with working with me as, as I, you know, I grew in stature and respect. It became kind of a thing with me where I, I didn't feel uncomfortable saying to someone, Hey, I can either send you the verse or if you want me to come record it at your spot, I need to go do my thing and be out. Cause I just don't like being in there. And, and, you know, a lot of people enjoy being there for hours and days at a time. You hear guys like, Oh, we was in the studio for the last two days straight. I'm like, good luck with that. You yeah, know no. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yo, right, yo, well, you, day, won't, you won't catch me to this day. I will not buy a black couch because all I picture is no. the black couch in the studio. Motherfucking man. just blunted out. And like, you know, I don't even smoke like that no more. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it never be the people that's actually doing work. It's always the, no, the leeches and, no, and you know, people who no, want to hang out. I yeah, hate it, man. I, yeah, I've always yeah, hated it. So yeah. do you record yeah, yourself? No, nah, I don't. I still don't, man. I'm still like, I'm still a caveman. It's, it's funny because, all of my homies have evolved pretty much like, you know, even you just doing this podcast, like well, you always knew how to record and work, work your way around the, the control boards and whatnot. But man, I just never, I just never had any desire to learn any of the shit. And I know it's a hindrance because there's so much that I could have gotten done, but I just feel so much more comfortable just sticking to my role of just writing and, and performing like, you know, Todd, my man, Calif now, God bless him. My man, bear one, my brother, Hodge, dumb high. I have, dear friends that you know when I go to their crib it's just us I have my shoes off and a bowl of cereal and I'm comfortable um but I've never learned to just do it myself and I you know eventually I'm gonna have to I just got a laptop for the first time in in many many years uh shout out to wifey for getting me that for uh my birthday last year. Shout out to uh, just for not giving a, me my podcast <laughs> equipment too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, they hold it down like no other. Um Hell yeah. I just I, I just, I'm just, you know, man, I'm one of those people, bro, like, you know, if I'm keeping it a buck, like, I get intimidated by things that I'm not comfortable with. If, if I have to learn it or I have to sit and study it, the way my brain works and the way my energy works, is like, I automatically start feeling like anxiety about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and feeling like I'm not going to understand it. And I don't want to look stupid. And, 
but um, yeah, but don't, don't I mean, feel you know, too there's bad. Eleven because... year old, there's eleven year old kids that are able to do it, so if they can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I these eleven year old kids had their brain programmed from birth. Like my right. kids can do stuff right. on their iPads. I don't Yo, even know how to do anything. Crazy? It was ridiculous. Ain't it man. Crazy? Like right I now, come up in... huh? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, 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 no. Go ahead, finish your thought. Oh, no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll chime in after you. I was about to say. Um, so you talking about yeah, this equipment? So. Earlier today, I put sound effects in for, for you because I had plans for some other things. I just went to hit one, and all the sounds are gone, and I got no idea how to bring them up. So don't feel too bad, man. I ain't got no clue what yeah. I'm doing with this. I'm just no having fun because right. there was nothing worse. Like, you remember I had the studio and everything, and I record people. There's mm-hmm. nothing worse than recording Very nice studio, rappers. by the way. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I had a yeah, rapper. I imagine, bro. Bro, I remember the exact moment I quit recording people. This rapper came in the studio. And mm-hmm. his bar was, uh, something, something, surviving my hunger. I'm number one, like the number. No, I'm number one, like the number? I hit the fucking stop button. I said, yo, can you repeat that for me? He said, um, he was like, yeah, I'm number one, like the number. I'm like, okay. Uh, and he was just uh, looking at me, and I'm like. Uh, he probably I, looked at you, too, like I killed that, didn't yeah. I? You felt, you felt that? Yo, but here's the <laughs> fucked up part. And, and you know, in my younger days, I was a complete dick. I just said, hey, come here for a second. He came he came out of the booth. I handed him his money back. Mm-hmm. I said, dog, you need this much more than you think, man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. Like, nah, you shouldn't nah, waste nah. your time and money. Get your shit together. Right. Get better, right. and I'll work with you again. I'll give you another chance. But there you go. Ain't no money in the world. Yeah. That was the exact moment I said, I'm not doing this no more. Because mm-hmm. it ruins good music for you. Like, you don't even want to give yeah. anybody a chance when you hear nothing but bad music. And I could imagine how many right. people over your career handed you demos. And did it get that same yeah. feeling where you're just like, God, this is terrible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if I'm keeping it a buck. Like, you know, I'm like every other underground indie rapper. Like, you know, I don't. The difference between me and a lot of these guys is like, I don't. I, you'll never catch me like, yo, versus, you know, versus on sale right now, 50% off the next <laughs> two hours. Like, I don't do all that. But if somebody reaches out to me and their business is good, I know I'm going to kill it. So there's a lot of shit out there with me on it that I was paid to do, you know what I mean, as is my job, that, you know, I would never I would never hope to see the light of day or, or, or would want to promote because the artist on there is just so terrible. And I often wonder, I, I got to a point now where I'll, you know, I'll tell someone straight up, like, as nice as possible. At least I feel like I'm trying to give them some game. I'm like, yo, bro, don't, don't pay me, man. Take that money and Use this to get a publicist to help promote this, this record when you're ready with it. You know, me Absolutely being on it isn't going to do You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, pay, pay the, the producer. producer. How about that? Get the producer money for that. Or, or you know, pay your graphic design guy. Pay pay your web yep. person that does all your internet stuff. Pay them. Having me on your track isn't as important as making sure that your family and all that other Because, you know, there's a lot of kids out there. We took advantage of a lot of kids, man, where it was like, you know, they would pay X amount of dollars. And I just feel like, you know, of course, I'm honored that someone will want me to be a part of their project and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, for a lot of them, it makes, it makes more sense for them to use that money for something else because they just don't have that factor. They don't, they're don't they not that good at it. And, and it's not my job to tell them that they should stop. What I can do, though, is try to get them to redirect their attention and their funds on something that maybe would help them a little bit better. And that's my way of doing that as opposed to being like, yo, you suck, stop rapping. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and, and, and that's actually one of the things that um I always found so baffling how the rappers will hand you a demo or something to mix this shit. 
y'all couldn't spend thirty dollars on a graphic design. You had to do it yourself. Like if yeah, the man. cover doesn't yeah. look good, I'm not listening. Like I know right. that sounds right. petty, but that just shows me that you couldn't put enough care into your art. The right. cover's the first right. thing I see, and if the cover's fucked up, I'm not gonna listen. Now, right. it could be yeah. a cover I don't like, but if it's done well, I'll listen. But right. other than right. that, man, like if you if they can't spend you know any sort of money or just give the effort, you know, because I'm sure like I'm sure you've had album covers done that you didn't pay for. I'm sure you know some of your homies mm-hmm. left out, and like you said, every, sure. everybody has a computer now, so there's no reason for these rappers to have bad mixes because you can literally right. record it yourself. Go to Fiverr, right. send it to somebody for thirty dollars, and have them mix it. And yeah, it, and it just sound it. And then, Yeah, and then like as far as like album covers go, like you could find a dope image on Google. Like, there's no excuse for it to look, yeah. you know, unprofessional. You know, you want to you want to try to present yourself as much as possible as someone that that you know um, is serious about it. You know what I mean? And, and 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 that goes back to what what I was talking about earlier about the fact that you know it is so much more easier for people to you know, be a part of this without actually having to have the, the, the respect for it to where they would want to present themselves or their music in a, in, a, in the most favorable light, you know what I mean? So Yeah, well, when you when you were just sitting here saying, um, you know, uh, you have verses that you never want to see the light of day. Right. So I, I always felt like that as well, right? So I remember I get a phone call. Hey, mm-hmm. man, you know, you know I'm, I'm coming up, man. And, and my man told me, you nice, can we do a song together? I never heard of the bull. I heard of him, but I ain't know really much about him, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, let me uh, let me listen to something. I'll get back to you. I never got back to him. It was Meek Mill. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. So That's ever crazy. since then, I do a song with everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and I remember there was another, I don't, I'm not going to put him on blast right now. Um, but another well-known rapper who was very well-known, um, I could never record with him again. He punched line mm. by line, Reef. Line by oh, line. Oh, man, that's crazy. Like, so that's I'm crazy. sitting there like trying to record him, and he was like, oh, I brought my own engineer because I record different. I'm like, okay. Line by line, he would just sit there, think about it in his head, and just say a line. He's like, yeah, I don't write nothing down. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I can tell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I can tell this this is not fun. But out of all the artists you work with, Sean P, rest in peace to God. I know he holds a special place for you, and I feel like yeah, man. at at the very least, you always gave P his flowers every time that you spoke on him about him way before his passing. Yeah, so man. is. Is, do you have a, a good memory of Sean that you'd like to share, or just you know tell a story, or, or just just give some yeah, you know, I the mean, listeners who don't I, know him just just shine some light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I have, you know, I have a lot of stories uh, with that guy. Um, just for somebody to be, you know, you have to understand when I was coming up, um, Sean was, you know, he was in the, the midst of his resurgence. A lot of people don't remember, but there was a time from, you know, late nineties to early to mid 2000s where he was dead in the water and he pulled himself out of the grave, man, and had a second run, like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, you know, he was, he was, a you know, one of the dope dudes in, in the boot camp clique. That's who he was. He was Sean Price. Rock, uh, Rock was always the, the guy that people love because of the deep voice and all that other shit. So, you know, for me, for him to acknowledge right away, you know, from the first time that he saw me perform and, and heard my music for him to really, take me under under his wing was just something that um 
you know, I'll never forget, you know what I mean? Because there's a million people. But he was like that with a lot of people, man. You know, he just was like a really cool dude. And if you came with that good energy and respect, he, he gave it right back. Um, probably my favorite story is um, after a show out in West Philly at the, uh, that shit's long gone. Um, I think it was called Mar Bar. It was like on top of Marathon Grill on like 40th and Walnut. Um, after a show, he wanted to go party. And um, we, me and my man, shout out my man, Big All, we took him to a house party um, that was being DJed by Quest Love. It was like a lost type John. And, you know, it looked like something out of a Camp Low video, man. You know, motherfuckers was in there looking, you know what I mean, dressed like it was the 70s and everyone was cool and, you know, drinking fancy drinks. And he just, like, ripped into us the whole night. Like, what is this bougie bullshit y'all got me? Y'all got the nigga from the roots fucking DJ. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm on an episode of a different world. And he was like, man, I thought we was going to the projects, man. Y'all niggas soft. And, and it was just like, but he sat there. You know, there's a photo um, that pops up every once in a while. Um, if I ever, if it comes back around on my Facebook, I'll send it to you. Um, but it's funny because it's just me smiling. Um, I'm looking at the camera and he's sitting behind me with the most saltiest look on his face. And that's from that party that night. But he did have a good time. You know, people were like, you know, surrounding him while he smoked his weed and told his, you know, duck down stories and things like that. But it was just one of those more memorable nights because he let us know that, like, even though, you know, he's hard rock Sean from Brooklyn, he could still, you know, have fun and laugh at a situation. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and um, it is funny to think of Sean Price at a, like, Quest Love lost party. You know what I mean? Like, right. motherfuckers are in there, like, with... You know, people in there with fucking, you know, button-down shirts and, and loafers and shit. And it's just me, Sean, and a bunch of goons, like, just sitting there blowing weed at everybody. You know what I mean? So that's probably my favorite story of, of, of me and that guy. Well, when you were just talking about uh, the place on Walnut Street that ain't there no more, I, f I forget the name. But actually, one of my questions I had for you was with the gentrification of Philly, I really fucked mm -hmm. up the underground hip-hop scene to me. Like, yeah. our, our forums, mm -hmm. the spots we used to rock, like... Uh, Armand sounds a German town. Remember yeah. Philly Word magazine, Urban Expressions? Like they're yeah, all memories, yeah, man. Yeah. All yeah, memories. Yeah. So how yeah. does it I feel mean, now in the city? Mm -hmm. How does it feel now in the city with all those hip hop mm -hmm. spots are gone? Like we have nothing. Like they even took Johnny Brenda's. Like <laughs> No, Johnny Brenda's is still here. Oh, oh it came back? Or am I yeah, wrong? Yeah, still okay, here. okay. Yeah. Well, no, you good. might have been thinking of yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I, you might have been thinking, well the truck's gone and yeah, the truck gone. you know, block the blockley's gone. That, and, that's you what know, I was thinking the blockley. That's actually yeah, where yeah, I met Joe Moody at the Blockley. <laughs> yeah, so Blockley Blockley was a great venue. There was one of the last mid sized venues. Like that's the thing that Philly was really good with. We would have those venues where you know, because not everybody can sell out the TLA. Not everybody can rock the you know, the the, the bigger jones. Um but we had a lot of venues that were good for, you know, a ghost space or a DMX or, a, you know what I mean? They'd come to town and, 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 and yeah. you know, people that had rep in the city were able to open up and make some money and gain some fans. And I feel like that network is going. And I like, I, you know, it's part gentrification, man, but it's also, it's also time, you know, it's time, you know, we're, we're in our late thirties now, you know, our scene, our venues are gone. And that's what happens for every generation. I feel like the younger kids, they have their spots and they have their forums and they have their networks that they connect the way that we used to. Um, so it's a combination of both of those things. Like, you know, our minds being gone is a sign of the, the times. It's a sign of the fact that, you know, not a lot of people are buying music anymore. They're streaming it. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but it is really crazy to think about. I, I come across stuff all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process right now of cleaning 
out my house. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm finding articles and things left and right. And, you know, and it's just so funny because it does feel like it was a lifetime ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, remember, and, uh, remember Damon Williams when he used to write the reviews of, of you know, hip hop? Of course. Man, I uh, love Damon to yeah. death. I remember the first, mm-hmm. the first uh, article he wrote on me, man. I felt like I was mm-hmm. on top of the world. And, yeah, I man. Like, Damn, People I don't understand do how how much of a big that big big deal that was to be like you know on the on, you know on a Friday Yo. to open up the, the the Philadelphia Daily News and it, there's your face like that was a big deal, man. And it was it was something that was just not going to be repeated. You know, it was just it was a different time and era. And I think that that was you know for all intents and purposes, um, I feel like for me at least, you know, I, I can't speak to anybody else, but that was just a very very awesome sort of golden era of, of hip-hop in, in the city, man. It was, there were shows every single night, and you could find dopeness at least 90% of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I remember, like, um the first time I, I made it on that Friday, it was when AI was named MVP. So we had AI named MVP on the one side, Bill Cosby was on the cover, and then there was a main article written about me and my debut album, and I was, like, so, so grateful, because we needed more people like Dame, like, like, Damon C. Williams, man, you know, salute you, I talk to you all the time, man, um, and then, and then, and then he even put out the, the book, The John, where he took all the articles he wrote and printed them with the pictures, like, people don't do that anymore, like, there's, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no, like, OGs left, and if there is, the young kids no. ain't listening. So it don't matter. That's right. That's right. Okay, right. so um, is there a spot right now that you really fuck with? Like, I know it ain't going to be the old spots, but is there a spot right now where you're like, yo, this place actually all right? Um, no, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 mean, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really... I don't really, I mean, Ardmore Music Hall is dope. That's, you know, but I mean, honestly, bro, like I'm at the point now where, you know, going out for me is, you know, hitting a homie's crib and, and sitting in the backyard barbecuing or, you know, going, if I go to a venue, it's to perform um, and get my money and be out. So there's not a lot of spots anymore where I just, you know, you can kind of find me, you know, I'm, I'm at the crib, bro. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I don't, the city's changed so much and, and there's just not like a lot of places that I frequent anymore. You know what I mean? If I do go somewhere, it's usually places that I was uh, not to cut you off, but that is my thing that yeah. we're going to do is called a rapid round of reef. <laughs> okay. I'm going right, to, yeah. I told you, man, we're trying to have some fun. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. First thing come to yeah. your mind. You ready? Yep. Tacos or burritos? Uh, tacos. Chappelle or rock? Chappelle. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock. Hoodie season or barbecue season? Hoodie season all day, cold weather kids. And when it comes to rappers, P or P? P. <laughs> it's the only answer you could give. Rice or potatoes? <laughs> Rice. Bacon or sausage? Uh, chicken apple sausage all day. Okay. Cheese grits or uh, shrimp and grits? Shrimp and grits. Cookies and cream ice cream or chocolate chip cookie dough? Chocolate chip cookie dough. DACA AI. AI. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's the first round. I just wanted to try something different. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Worth a shot, man. Um, yeah, man. So we did a track together uh, back in the day. It was me, you, and Chill Moody, where you say um, the track's called Legacy, and you said, how am I underrated when I receive payments to rip stages from places that you can't even name them? Now, with all the places you've mm-hmm. been in the world, What's your favorite city, country, whatever? Like, what is what is the spot that you're like? Damn, I love going there. 
Yeah, man. I mean, um, obviously, um, all over the country in, in America, you know, my my favorite is California. Cali is just, um, I, you know, it's one of those things, bro. Like, and this is this goes for for you know all the places I've been. I could never live there. You know what I mean? I don't think I could ever live there because I'm just too stuck in my my home. But um, as far as visiting and having a good time, Cali has a special place in my heart. It's just you know the vibe out there, the the love we get out there is just crazy. And then um, you know, overseas for me is like um, you know, I'm just a huge huge fan of the Netherlands, Amsterdam. For obvious reasons, you know what I'm saying. They got the good green, and it's just like you know, you know, you you feel you feel a lot freer over there. You know what I mean. And, and same goes for like you know, pretty much all of um, you know, uh, Denmark, Copenhagen out there. Um, you know, I'm still my my, my goal is to you know, if I if I can hit South Africa or anytime soon, then that'll be that's on my bucket list. That's that's at the top right now. It always has been so. Until I get there, I won't feel like I I'll know what my favorite place is. I feel like I would fall in love with South Africa. So, well, uh, but for now, we gonna give it to Amsterdam and Cali. Okay, so Amsterdam. Uh, I might have a, I might have a weed problem. <laughs> well, I, I was actually gonna ask you, man. Uh, Amsterdam or Cali, which are the two places you can get it the easiest, the green. Uh, yeah, right. There's got to be some stories, man. There's got to be some stories about you in Amsterdam. Gotta be. Bro. Oh yeah, man. Gotta be. Oh yeah, man. I mean. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, in my, you know, in my younger days before I had a family, I definitely, uh, you know, I ventured, um, into the, to the red light and, um, the girl, yeah, man, I mean, she, uh, she went and, I'm not trying um, to get you in trouble. Yeah. I'm not trying to get you no, in trouble. No, 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 <laughs> this was, this was, listen, bro, this was, this was, this was way before any, any reef dad reef stories. And I, I'm telling it respectfully because, you know, I'm not one to, to knock or judge sex workers or, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't get, I couldn't do it, man. Like I, shorty, um, shorty, like I, I guess I, I had to wait my turn. Number one, which kind of freaked me out. Like I had to stand behind a door, and like I'm in this like dark, like it's like a fucking uh, the dark, like warehouse type building with all these different rooms. It just felt like a haunted house, bro. It was all dark, and people like you just see all these dudes going from room to room, kind of trying to find the one that they want to get with, right? And, um, so yeah, I find the one that I, you know, I'm like, yeah, all right, she's cool. And then like, you know, she, she was occupied at the time. So I wait and like some dude comes out and then like, she's like, all right, yeah, come in. And like, I go in the room and like, I sit down I'm like, ah, like looking around, it's all dingy. It just smells funny. And shorty goes to the sink and begins to like wash herself, like her privates. Right. I, I learned later, like back in the day, you know, Game of Thrones and shit. It's called a horse bath. You know what I mean? When you wash yourself in the sink. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't even they didn't even this young lady didn't even have a a proper bathroom to you know what I'm saying? Do her thing in. Like I'm sitting there and I just you know man I and I had to pay because you know there's some big you know fucking Russian or whatever looking dude right down the hall ready to, you know, pummel you if you try to play any games. And like, yeah, so I basically, my one experience with the red light was I went, I saw what it was and my, my mind just wouldn't shut off and just be like, yeah, you know, you're in Amsterdam, enjoy yourself. Now I saw a woman wash herself in the sink and I was like, okay, this isn't my, my, my nether region shut down immediately. Like, nah, we ain't doing this homie. You know what I'm saying? So, right, so yeah. um, Since since you sharing, I'm a share, right? Um, I picked my homie up. I ain't gonna say his name. And he goes, yo, we about to go somewhere special. I'm like, all right, where are we going? He was like, just follow me. 
So we get in the cars, we drive, we get out, we park up, we go knock on the front door. My man pulled out a jack of spades. I don't know why. I guess that was a symbol to get in. He pulls the card out. They let us in. There was about seven girls there, right? And they, the bull going to say, choose. I'm like, choose, choose what? <laughs> like, he was like, he was like, no, no, choose which one. And I'm like, for what? Like, I need you to tell me what's happening here. He's like, no, you right. whatever you want. So I'm like, huh? Okay, well, I'm not paying. So okay, then I guess it's not. I'm not paying for it. So he pays. I go in the room, and just like you said, it's so fucking dingy and dirty. Your dick immediately runs. Like it wanted yeah, nothing, man. and no matter how bad this chick was, it it wanted nothing to do with this situation my, at all. Yeah, like yeah. I remember. And it's like, no, go, go, ahead. go ahead, speak. No, no, I was just gonna oh. say, and it's like you know, man, like you're paying, you're, you know, like they're, they're not, you know, they're not into you, and that's why I don't. I've never been in like a strip club dude or whatever because it's like yo, like you realize like they don't get, they don't like you, they just want you to give them money, and like that's weird to me that men are like. Yeah, we're gonna go see some girls, you know, shake their ass. And it's like, yo, if that's what you're into, that's all love. I respect that, do your thing. But for me, it just feels like, you know. Well, see, I'm, I'm different with strip clubs. I actually really enjoy strip clubs for a couple reasons. Really? Well, for a couple yeah, reasons. Tell me how. So break it down for me, because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't like Philly strip clubs. I don't want to see no bitches with gunshot wounds and stab marks <laughs> and C sections. <laughs> like, you know, C sections <laughs> are beautiful, but not on my strippers. <laughs> I am sorry. I right. mean, no disrespect. Like, my wife had a C section. She's beautiful. Um, but when I'm out of town, so, like, New Orleans, right? We went for the Eagles-Saints game, me and my homies um, and my wife. Like, mm-hmm. my wife went with with friend of mine and his wife. So, you know, at, New Orleans is packed. You know, I wear leg braces and a cane. I, I'm not – and everybody's drunk. I'm not trying to walk around trying to find That's a seat true. at the bar. But you go to That's the strip true. club for a $10 cover that these cheap people don't want to pay, I'm going to get a comfortable seat. <laughs> right, right. The, the drinks are, were three for one at the spot in New Orleans, and it was like scores. Right. And they gave right. my wife they, a right. giant bag of beads to throw off the balcony. That shit was $10. Right. Meanwhile, everybody right. else is right. crammed into every small little bar. Like, when I go right. to the strip club, I don't even really be looking at the girls. I sit in the back. Leave me alone. I'm trying to relax. Right. But if I go to a regular bar, and you know, right. you have those thick-ass tough guys. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to deal with that. Right. I'm trying to be left alone. Because people, right. people don't go to strip clubs looking for fights, I feel. No, I mean, they, they no, no, it's, it's a lot less drama. It's a yeah. lot less drama because so, there's a naked woman in your face. You yeah, know I'll mean? pay the $20 cover fee. Like, even my wife likes going to the strip clubs because she's like, yo, the vibe is just dope. Like, right, you don't right, need no lap right, dances right, right. or nothing else, but just the chill vibe right. or like, like I said. So when we're in New Orleans, you couldn't find a seat at no bar, couldn't get no drinks, like, because, you know, it's so packed. And you know how Eagles fans travel. It was crazy. But we go into the strip club. I'm getting three for one drinks. And even if they weren't three for one, they were coming so fast. Like I paid $7 for three shots of Patron. Like, (laughs) yeah, but, and I got a big ass comfortable like lounge chair and you know, my wife's having fun. Like, you know, I gave her some money. Go throw it to them. I'll tell you what though. My wife is the only person we went to a penthouse once and she going to kill me for saying this. Um, (laughs) It was open bar night. She still ran up a $400 tab because she bought every strip of drinks. Yeah, she I never wanted now. to kill somebody more in my life. <laughs> never, never, never. And I remember we went to a strip club in Canada once. 
I was uh-huh. we were in Canada and I was just like, yo, you got to see this because you know they don't have uh, dollar bills. They got the coins, the loonies and toonies. Right. Dollar bill, two dollar. Right, right. And I remember the first time I went with my homies, we didn't know what to do, so we started throwing coins at the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, they do not like that at all. <laughs> no, I can imagine. So here's how they do it in Canada: you you sit on a stage and you lean backwards. So like your feet are on the ground, but like you're laying backwards on the stage and you put the coin in your mouth. The girl comes mm-hmm. over, takes it with her mouth, lifts up your shirt and smacks the shit out of your stomach. I said, these mm-hmm. chicks ain't getting a penny from me if I'm getting abused. Right. <laughs> but, right. Nah, we're not doing all that. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really there to look at the girls and any of that other stuff. Like I'm married. Like I'm beyond happy. There ain't nobody else is ever going to get my attention. It's never going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not even that vibe. It's just the laid back vibe where I know people ain't coming there looking for drama. It's yeah, we trying right. to have some fun. That's it. So and and that's why right. I like them. Um, so I hope you can understand that. But you know, like the ones in yeah. Philly, like man, I got a stri- <laughs> I got a lap dance from a chick I went to elementary school with, whose mom oh, was shit. still the principal of that school, while she was smoking a cigarette the whole time. You ever get a lap dance when a chick was smoking? Most disgusting no, thing in the world. Man. <laughs> but I had to do it because I went to school with her, and I had to tell people, "Yo, I got a lap dance from this chick I went to school with." I had to do it. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know that that's the only reason I, I bang with strip clubs. Other than that, like um, there's like since I've been in Orlando, I've been to two down here in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's because I know one of the bartenders, so drinks are free. <laughs> but uh, word, word up. But I've known you for damn near 15, 20 years, man. And I, I really do think this is the first time we've ever really talked hip-hop because every time we see each other, it's just love. Um, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Like, I, I remember this one time, um, back to my wife, um, I took her to Disney um, when, when we still lived in Philly. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's white, and Britney Spears was, you know, her shit, and she had a concert. So, you know, it was in Tampa. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'll get you the tickets. We'll go when we're down there. So... Um, I saw you was going to be in Florida too at the same time. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I tell my wife, I'm like, yo, why don't you and your cousin go? Um, y'all girls have a fun night and I'll go hang out with you. So okay. Britt was like, uh, okay, I know you don't want to see Britney Spears anyway. I'm like, not at all. But long story less long, your show got canceled that night. <laughs> so, oh no. Yeah. I don't even know if you remember this. So I remember you hit me. And I was like, you know, you were all mad. And I was like, yo, man, you need anything? We just chill. And I showed up with like 20 tacos, a bottle, and we just sat on the balcony. All night <laughs> and just laughed and kicked yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it like that for you for most people? Or is it just, you know, certain connections you, you rock much differently with? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, like I've always been, I pick up on good energy. I pick up on, you know, um, I pick up on 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 people that are genuine. You know what I mean. And if you have a genuine spirit, if I know that you know you genuinely, you know, care about me, and we're friends, and it's all love, like you know, then we're gonna we're gonna kick it as much as possible whenever whenever those times arrive. Um, I've just never been the type of person to be on some like stuck up, you know, I just, I enjoy people. I enjoy conversation. Well, I, I remember enjoy that night. Being a, you were actually happy because you still got paid, even though the show got canceled. So you were like, oh okay, yeah, I wanted to rock. oh yeah. And we just sat there eating yeah. some Taco Bell, man. Like, and yeah, man. to me, you know, I mean, that's, that's a part of the friends. game, you know? Yeah. 
and to me, yeah, that's going to make friends. So when you're talking about part of the game, like, I know, like, when you're you're OT, like, when it's not just Tampa or something, and you got these random rappers who are at your show or even the people that hire you or open up for you, whatever, and I'm sure they all try to get verses and some shit. So t- t- right. tell, me, tell me a story or two about how, you know, you were in a shitty-ass studio somewhere in Germany or something. I know you got some stories like that. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, probably, um, shit, man. The, the, the one that's sticking out the most, I think was the most recent because that was the last time that I was out there was, um, last summer and, um, over in Europe. And, um, this kid, uh, this kid was trying to build with me on some music shit. And he was like, you mind if I spit for you? And I was like, nah, rock out, man. And this dude went on this, like, I don't know if he was high or if he was like, you know, uh, you know, or, you know, my son's on the spectrum. So I don't say disrespectfully. I, I mean, this genuinely, like, I don't know if he was on the spectrum or whatever, but like, he just started spitting this, like, he started spitting in this like robot voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he started spitting in like, this like, I am Robotron. I am Cybertron feel the feel feel my robotic feel like and it was just like it but like I was so mesmerized by him that like I just could not turn away and I literally um I literally told him and he was like I was like yo you're like my favorite rapper I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? And dude was just like he super gassed off that so I, No, no, he he thought I was for real. You know what I mean? And like that was that's when I knew I was like, okay, this guy's not all there. You know what I mean? So let me uh but he like I, I like I guess we were supposed to do something that night. Like my boy had set it up, you know what I mean, for a couple. Because you know when you're on the road, man, you're trying to make money at every angle. So right. <laughs> boom, we'll go do the show, and, and, and then we'll hit you your write studio. fast anyway. So like a, a yeah, sixteen yeah, from you yeah, might take yeah, an hour of your time, yeah. and you know a couple right, hundred dollars right. or whatever for an hour. Hell yeah, right, right. And if I'm not mistaken, I might already had the beat. I might already had my shit down. And bro, it might have been the first time I ever turned down money because like dude and his boys were like just so obnoxious and you know there was definitely some sniffing going on i'm pretty sure they were coked up drunk just annoying the fuck out of me all night um and i said that i wasn't gonna go i told her i was just too tired and i was like you know it's all good keep the money and this shit ended up being like motherfuckers were trying to like 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 it almost became a situation of like violence, man. And that for me was the last time that like I ever agreed to just link with strangers and go to their studio. Like it's one thing if you know you want to send me something and 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 I'll send it back. But as far as like going places with other people, you know what I mean? Like I know there's like an old joke like never go with a hippie to a second location. <laughs> never go with a with a rapper to a second location. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like if you think about that every time that you just like go somewhere with a rapper or a hippie or someone that's like a, you know, quote unquote free spirit, it just turns into a fucking reckless wild ass adventure that you don't really need to be a part of. But yeah, dudes were ready to fight me because I just saw what the night was going to be. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking with it. So yeah. And, this was, and the uh, fucked up part is you're black, you're in Germany or I don't know where you said the city was. I think it was, I think it was Berlin. It might've been Berlin. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. black, you're in Berlin and you're in a fucking random ass, you know, with random ass people that could do whatever to you. And most people don't understand exactly. how scary that exactly. shit is. Like 
when, yeah, you're, when you're on the road yeah. just trying to make some money for your family and like you said you're going to try to pick up money everywhere else because you make more money you don't really make your money from the shows per se you make it from well i mean when you're big you do but like someone on like you know the underground king level like you make a lot of money off your merch off doing random a lot of merchandise yeah random verses, verses for people you know because like you said hosting. ain't nobody gonna hear it like right and that's the thing about it is that like bro like you know, I I one day, you know, I'm gonna get one of my my homies that's super into, you know, just doing that tech shit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have them track down. I, when I when I tell you, and this is on my children, bro. There's easily, I might be being over, I might be wrong by saying this number, but I wouldn't be surprised. There's easily seventy five to a hundred over the yeah, it's gotta be by now. Over, over the twenty year career that I've had. I would have guessed more than that. 50, yo, bro, there's easily seventy five to hundred just guest appearance Jones that never did any I mean and then and I, I hear some of these sometimes and I'm like, yo, I gave that poor fucking here, man. He ain't never do nothing with that. And that's why it goes back to what I was saying to you earlier about just telling people like, yo, take that money and use it to, to better your project, bro, because you know, I'm giving you this heat. And I have friends that, man, like, they, they don't, they won't do collabs for nothing, even if the money is outrageous. Just because it's like they have to have that mutual relationship and respect with you to do it. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't have that, then, you know what I mean? They're not going to do it. Um, so I, I definitely have scaled back from that. You know what I mean? I've scaled back from, from just, you know, because it's hard to turn down money when you have a family. It's hard to turn down Especially you know, for an hour's worth you of know, work, like it's just an hour. Like, it's just an hour, and it's and it's. But it's one of those things, bro. Like I said, when I hear these verses, there's some dope shit that I gave people, and I'm not that dude to ever recycle a verse. So you're looking at, you know, all this. You know, that's a hundred hours if you add it all up. You know what I'm saying? All those verses equal a hundred hours, and that's, you know, um, I just feel like at this point in, in my career, like I really have to fuck with you and respect you to want to go and give you some music because I've just given so much dope shit away that never materialized. So. Yeah, so like the like um I think we got like three or four joints together, but like um the the legacy joint you gave me, the one where it's me, you chill and um uh, think Evan Ratono is on the hook. That I thought you smashed that shit. Like every time I listen to that song, I don't know who has the better verse between you, chill and myself. Um I'm normally third because like I think you killed it. Because you talked about your legacy and what it is. And I thought that was super dope. And I feel bad that I wasn't able to do more with that. But I'm a terrible promoter, man. Like, I really just make music. Or I did make music just so I had something to listen to. <laughs> like, so I'm sorry if I, you gave me some heat, man. And I ain't really do much with it. It made my album sound great, though. <laughs> so thank you for that. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. I know you personally. I, I respect you. Oh, yeah, you know, no. you're an old we, friend. We and number two, and number two, and number two, and number two, like you, you genuinely, you put your music out. Is that, you know what I'm saying? You put it out, you make sure it gets out there. And that to me is like, you got to understand when I'm saying this stuff, I'm talking about like, I don't even know if they ever like even put it up on SoundCloud or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they literally just took this shit and let it sit in the basement. You know, you shoot videos for your music, you promote your music. So, you know, those verses, I could find those. I know those. You know what I'm saying? I could find those songs anytime. But with these dudes, it's like, I don't even remember their names. I don't remember where they're from. 
I don't remember the name of the song. You know what I'm saying? Would so you like still feel like? Would you still do the verses with these people if it was just the yo send me the record, I'll send it back to you, where you don't got to do any alleyway stuff, but you know you're still getting paid. Or, yeah, I mean, I, or you just, I, I just like it. I said, I, yeah, I feel like now at this point, I feel like there should be, um, you know, I'm always excited when um, I, I, I record something from someone and they, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks to a month or whatever they have, they hit me back with a plan like, yo, so I'm going to drop our song Friday. Here's where it's going to be at. If you could retweet it, I'll repost it. You know, I respect that because at least to me that says you're attempting to get it out there. Yeah. If, if we do something and then I just never hear from you again, you know what I'm saying? Or I see, you know, you made one little post about it or you didn't reach out to me and let me use my platform to help, you know, promote this song. Or you didn't say, hey, you know, how can I get a, you know, how can we do a video? You know, oh, I know I live in, you know, Texas, but, you know, there's there's so many ways I could shoot my verse in Philly and, and yeah, send it to send you. It we can, you know, like. Like, what's your plan? You know what I mean? Like, why don't you have a plan? And that's what, what infuriates me a lot of times is I just feel like you're just playing around, you know what I mean? And I don't, this is my life. I'm not playing around with it. You know, when I give you some art, I expect you to run with it because, you know, you, you have been gifted something that a lot of people can't can't get. So you need to, to, to respect it and utilize it, you well, know? I think you hit the nail on the head. It is art. And a lot of people might look at hip-hop as, you know, just rapping. But no, it's art. It is completely... Oh, shit. Uh, another round Uh-oh. of random okay. rapid reef. Pew, pew. I don't have my sound effects, but they would have went like... Pew, pew. Would have been dope. <laughs> All right, you ready? Better, yeah, better team. 0-1 Sixers, 0-4 Eagles. Oh... <laughs> Team, you said so. I'll say oh four uh, Eagles. With or without? With. Clear or brown? Clear. Brown makes me violent. <laughs> Tony Soprano or Tony Montana? Mm. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off with this, but I'm gonna say Tony Montana. Mm. Favorite romantic comedy? Uh. There's got to be something you watch with your, something you watch with your, with your uh, wife. Boomerang, boomerang, Eddie Murphy, boomerang. Okay, um, you pick your nose. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's if it's if it's in there, if it's on some light shit, I'll get a tissue. But if it's like the cave is full, I might I might go to town. You got to dig, man. All right, magic a bird. Um, uh, shit. Well. I'm a man of now, so I'm going to say Bird because Magic kind of turned into like a dick with the Lakers later in, in, in his career. So I'm, I'm going to say Bird because Bird always kept it on it. Chips or fries? Give me fries. Most underrated TV show of all time? Most underrated TV show of all time. That is, oof, that is a question. Well, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenon now, but, uh, you know, I feel like uh, I can't say the wire anymore. There was a point where it was the wire. Yeah. Um, so like, people look the at the time, wire like they look at Shakespeare. Like the wire is probably yeah. the best TV show ever made, but I'm with you. Yeah. It was underrated yeah. when it was out, but now it's a classic. Right. It never won any awards and all. So that's my, that's my default answer. I know you said just one answer, but that's right. just to, to, to bring it all home. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I don't think it's coming back on TV. I think it was only two seasons, but if you have a chance, it was the best comedy that I've seen in fucking since Chappelle's show went off the air, and that's not not lying. It's a show called Review, and it was just this dude who just re- 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 would review different things in life. He would review 
steroids. He would review, you know, just it's just the most bizarre and hilarious show. And I only think it ran for like two seasons. But whenever I talk to people about it, they're like, "What the fuck?" Are you yeah, talking I about? never heard of so it, dog, uh, but I'm looking for it. Dog, dog, it you will be crying. Is so it on Netflix review. or Hulu or HBO I don't Max? Know. It, should, it might, it, it might be on Hulu. It was on um, Comedy Central. And I feel like a lot of Comedy Central shows are on Hulu. Yeah, so. they, they just I think they just signed a deal with them. All right, last question yeah. for this round. Hip-hop or rap? <laughs> Give me rap. Give me <laughs> rap music, man. Like, you know, I feel like the hip-hop thing is, like, so serious. Like, oh, I'm hip-hop. But no, I, I grew up on rap music. Ice Cube is rap music to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hip-hop is a culture. You know, there's, you know, breakdancing, DJing. But when it comes to rapping, we talking rapping, rapping? Like, that's what I came up with. So Give me rap music. Nice. So that's the end of the second round of a rapid round of Reef or whatever. I keep changing the name too because I can't forget. Remember the tongue twister. <laughs> There's only one more round of that left though. Um, but Reef, okay. um, yeah. if, if you could, man. So I was talking to our, our mutual homie, uh, Cody, um, and I was yeah. talking to him about, to about. Yeah, shout out to Cody, man. I love Cody. Um, Best dude ever. Oh yo, Best no, he ever. he is phenomenal. He is the nicest person. Like when I was going through my yeah. anxiety attacks a couple of weeks ago, my man's up three a.m. Mm. on the phone with me. Like yo, Liv, you yeah. all right? Let yeah. me like you know, just trying to help. Like he's yeah. a, he's a real one. Yeah, he's a real one. Yeah. But I I hit him up yeah, the man. other day and I was telling him, hey, I got this thing with Reef. Um, you know, could you help me figure out some questions? Because I don't I didn't want this to be a regular interview. Like like I said, yeah, like, man. people who know you yeah. know you. That's why I'm asking you weird ass questions like rice or potatoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. When me and him were talking, we we were like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we know about you but don't know about you. So, like, what do you mm-hmm. like to do when you're on tour but in between shows? So, like, you got a show Monday and then you have one Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What do you do on Tuesday in between tours? Like, what do you like to do when you're OT? Um, well, I, I genuinely, I, I, I'm, I'm a homebody by nature. I know that shocks a lot of people. I go out when I usually go out. It's for an event. Usually, you know, there's either business to attend to, I'm supporting a friend, or it's just someone I really want to, you know, hang out with. I don't really party that much like I used to. So now, um, a day off for me is, you know, I keep it at the telly. I try to go get something to eat. You know, if there is a movie that I possibly want to see, like real wholesome basic shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Obviously, there's times where there's, you know, studio sessions and things like that. But, yeah, for the most part, man, I you know, I try to, um, you know, just have a good meal that night have a, um, you know, I try not to drink that night. Um, I try to rest and relax and catch up with my family and answer emails, you know, maybe wash some clothes, you know what I'm saying? Um, and depending on where we are, you know what I mean? Um, it's always fun to go out with the crew, you know what I mean? Go to dinner with the crew or a bar with the crew and just kick it. Um, but yeah, man, it's real super low key shit. I'm not looking to go, you know, my, my, my brother, Todd Callis, my, my DJ and, and one of my best friends in the world. He's that dude that, like, he wants to explore the town. He goes and finds the most obscure record shop and goes digging. <laughs> and I, I say, God bless you, man. I'll see you when you get back to the hotel. You know what I'm saying? I roll up some weed. Yeah, yeah, man. And I feel like I even when... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, I always even plan to go out. When, like, I'll buy, like, yeah. tickets for an Eagles game on a trip. And then the day before, I got to go on right. a plane. And I know this sounds like some fucking... You know, rich people problems. It's not like I always want to do something. I save my money, go to do it. But right before I got to do it, I'm like, damn, what the fuck am I doing this for? Right, 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 right. I always be at the house, man. Right, right. I always tell my lady, you know, for me, you know, it's it's about like almost going back to what I was talking about with the recording and things like that. Like it's about for me, it's about getting to point B and being in point B. When I'm at point A. 
and I have to go to point B, that's where the anxiety kicks in because it's like, oh man, I have to, you know, I got to get dressed now. I got to leave the house. Like that whole day that I have to, the, you know, the day before I leave, I mean, not even leave for a tour, even the, the day I have a show, a local show, or if I have to leave out to go do something, you know, that day, I'm just like a ball of nerves. And I'm like, man, I got to fucking go out in the society and like do this thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm so used to now, like, you know, just being with my my family and my friends, you know, and I feel like that's a, just a, a much more comfortable and beautiful life, you know, just being around people that you know, that you trust, that you feel comfortable with. Um, I have most, the most fun on those times, you know, going out anymore, being around strangers. I mean, we'll, you know, that, that world's over with anyway, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. now that we're keeping it real, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah, that's all done, done anyway. Man. That's all done. And, and that you know sucks, man. I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody on, on Facebook, was selling Garth Brooks tickets, right? And I'm like, damn, Garth having a concert? I click on it. Like, I don't know shit about country music. I heard the name Garth Brooks, but I couldn't tell you what he sings. But I click on it. It was $100 for a parking space to watch him perform at a drive-in movie theater. Like, what? The fuck? I can watch it on Tidal or, you know, wherever you watch country fucking concerts. (laughs) But, like, yeah, it's just baffling to me. Like, I hate it because as much as I don't like going to concerts and events, like, I like going to concerts and events. I want my basketball. Like, like those are my escapes. Like, so I've been home, I think it's, like, week 24 with the two kids by myself while my wife works. Like, thank, you know, not her fault, but, you know, everybody got to work. I sit at home with the kids. I got no escape because forget the sports for right. a second. I would watch all the sports shows that would occupy my day in between of that. So like the TV will be on and I listen to what Wilbon's saying, but they don't even do right. that right now. Like, right. And right. like movies, like you're saying, Oh, you might try to catch a flick, but there's only one or two that come out a week because studios ain't releasing nothing right now. Cause they're, they're just going to lose right. money on it. And right. I, and it right. sucks, man. But you know, this I'm kind of like you, man. I don't like doing stuff. I like chilling in the house. That's why I bought my house so I could sit in my house. That's why That's I bought right. my couch because I like to sit on my couch. That's right. <laughs> like I don't need That's right, man. I, don't, I don't need to go nowhere. But um, yeah, man. Okay, so you're on tour. You like to relax, but when you're home, do you cook? Does your wife cook? Do y'all do it together? Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. Or do you just like going out to eat, or are you like you know order out people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we we take turns. Um, we take turns. Definitely take turns. She's obviously a much better cook than I am. You know, if I'm cooking, it's going to be basic. You know, burgers, maybe steak, chicken wings. You know, nothing, nothing fancy. She's the one that does all the, you know, the pastas and the, you know, what I'm saying, and and, and, and all the, the the fancy stuff. You know, she slow cooks a brisket. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, like no, that's shit. too much for me. Um, I remember I tried to make yeah, ribs and yeah, it took yeah, like nine yeah, hours. Yeah. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not nah, sitting here nah, trying to squirt nah, this apple so, juice on this rib for fuck, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, so when we when we eat good, you know, because my, you know, my wife's a paralegal and she works for a law firm where she is, you know, the head paralegal, but she also is her, her boss's personal assistant. So she's, you know, she works all the time, man. She's always on her laptop doing shit on the phone. And you know what I mean? We got three kids. So I try my best to help out as much as I can. And, and, and if that means cooking dinner, if that means, you know, putting in extra time with the with the kiddos, you know what I'm saying? Like, then, yeah, then I'll that, do that. That's, that's grown um, man shit, though. That, that's what we yeah, all Yeah, absolutely. 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 And, you know, man, it took me a while to get there because there was a part of me sometimes that felt like, you know, I wasn't as, as as much of a success as I could be or should be because my lady still works and 
you know, we still have to do it together as a man. You want to be the one that just is the breadwinner that just takes care of everything. But the reality of, of 2020, 2020 is, you know, for us is we both need to earn money. We both need to put time in with the kids. We both need to cook. We both need to go to the grocery store. We both need to do everything as a team to make sure that the ship stays right. And I just don't respect or have any, you know, I don't get the idea of dudes that are like, oh, I'll never cook. Or I'll never do this. Or, you know, that's the woman's just like, no, nah, we, this is a team effort. You know what I mean? This is, this is, we, we grown, we got kids, we got shit we got to do all the gender roles and who does what that shit don't matter, man. It's sometimes where she ain't got it. And I do. And it's times where I ain't got it and she do. And it's yeah. times where we both got it. And that's when we ordering sushi and you know what I'm saying? Living it up. You know what I mean? And those See. days are awesome. But the days when we are eating, you know, tuna casserole, those days are awesome too. Cause we're together. Our kids are safe. The lights are on. The TV's working. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of them people, bro. I'm looking at the glass half full. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be that person, man. I, I, I really haven't been that person, but um, mm-hmm. you know, long story short, I almost died at the end of last year. Um, I ain't gonna get into it, but I almost died at the end of wow. last year, and then like okay. three weeks later, Kobe died, and that really right. fucked me up because I'm like, damn, he would do anything to be here with his kids, like. Why ain't I giving that 110%? Like, I have two girls. I'm a girl dad. So ever since then, I've been, like, extra with it. I'm talking about, right. Right, right, you right. know, like, we got we got a projector. Ain't nothing. It was like 100 something dollars. But, like, I'll pull it out front, and I'll put, you know, a movie outside for the kids to watch it for the neighborhood. Like, trolls when that came Word. out. Or, like, Word. That's we, love. like, we've been actually cooking together lately. Um, my wife can't cook at all. But she straight okay. up will tell me, Kev, I'm not cooking. Like, her mom never taught her how to cook. She don't know. But we started getting them, them meal things at home. I think it's called Every Plate yeah. or something. Yo, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like 3 or $4 per meal. But it gives you all the perfect ingredients, the exact measurements, and you make it. So it's like all fresh stuff, and you're, you're cooking it, but it tells you how to do it with the ingredients. So it's not like I got to go to the store and get 37 things. It's going to cost me $100 right. for one meal. Right, right. So, like, we love doing that together. Like, that has been our new yeah. favorite thing we like doing together because the kids like doing it, too, with us. And, you know, we started watching this Disney show um, called, like, Be Our Chef. Um, and it's, it's a family cooking show. And, like, it's little things like that when you get older you appreciate. Like, yeah, new episode, we'll cook, you know, we'll make dinner together, then we'll watch it. Like, and those are the things that I think people need to know about you because, yeah, you can spit. Yeah, you dope. Like, we all know that. But you are a man first. And you've always been, like I told you, me and you have never had a rap conversation. 20 years. Never once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I want people to see more of you, which is why I'm asking you random questions. And what do you like to mm-hmm. eat? Like, what's your favorite What's your favorite restaurant you go to? Uh, the Oyster House. Um, really? I'm a big seafood guy. Yeah, I'm a big seafood guy. Um, and also, um, you know, my, uh, this is again, back to f- familiarity and friends, you know, my boy, Todd Callis, one of the, um, general managers there had one of the head waiters there, um, servers there. Um, so he hooks it up when we yeah. go and it's just like, you know, it has a sentimental spot for me and my lady, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, we, we've been there so many times and, you know, we sit at the, the, the oyster bar and, and, and you know, we, we always have a great time there. That's, that's one of those places where it's like, I know there's, there's different places that we've been where it's like those places automatically bring back a bad memory of us fighting or arguing. And, yeah. and we've never had that there. And there's also a newer place in Philly called Bud in Maryland. 
um, the next time you're in town, you know, we have to go. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm down, me, me, my lady, and you and your lady, man. But you would you would absolutely love it. What's it called? Um, it's called Butter Maryland. So it's old it's old school Americana Italian mixture. So you're talking about like, you know, meatball, uh, parm. Um, you're that's, my wife, about, that's my wife's um, favorite meal, chicken parm. So, yeah, we definitely you know down. And you're it sucks. Talking, we were talking. actually supposed to come up for the Roots picnic, um, you know, yeah, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. Like, you know, we have Roots picnic tickets because that, that is the one right. thing, like how you say the oyster spot, which I finally had oysters for the first time when I was in New Orleans. Like, I've never had right. them. And I, I, I like yeah, them charbroiled. Down there. Yeah, I like yeah, them. Char-boiled, I like them char, but yeah, I didn't like them good. the other way. Like, but I've been banging yeah, nah, with seafood. Char, char is the way to go. Yeah, char is the way to go. Yeah, no, there's a seafood place down here, man. So when you come to Disney finally, like I've been telling you for years, yeah, um, yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, seafood yeah. spot here, man. It's you know I like my hood spots. I like my little ducky Yo. mom and pop spots. Yeah. This Yo, it's so funny you mentioned that, bro. Because like there's there's this dude that pops up in my inbox like every two months trying to um get me to buy a timeshare in disney <laughs> you don't need Crazy. a timeshare i got guest bedrooms and i'm 40 minutes away from disney i'm 40 minutes away from the cruise ships and the beach you go wherever you want to go when you hear man you know that thanks man thanks yeah yeah, it's yeah. Always been like wow that. like a, t- a timeshare i'm like i didn't even know they still had those you know what i mean no. that airbnb <laughs> yo i swear to god i love me some airbnb man i love me some airbnb and you know, me and Word. my wife just we we went away for Father's Day weekend, and like, and those are the things that as a man you learn to appreciate more about your lady. Like, I don't need none of the other shit. Like, all I need is her. No, like, yeah, man. And, absolutely. And, and she, I hope she feels the same way for me because, like, when she's home with the kids by herself for like two hours, like she's like, "How the hell do you do this every day?" And I'm like, right. "Yo, it's not easy, man." Like, and and right. like you said, you you know your your son is on the spectrum and. I can't even imagine the extra work that takes because I'm like at at the end of my rope just with two. Like I love him to death. I'm just saying it's hard. Right. No, no, bro. Trust me. Trust me, bro. We, we definitely, um, you know, with, with, you know, my son who has, you know, obviously he's, you know, severely autistic. And then, you know, my middle, my middle child who is, you know, he's, he's an American five-year-old boy. You know, he's always throwing something at you or trying to shoot you with one of his Nerf guns or, you know, tearing something up in his house, in the house, you know, so there's him. And then we have a newborn daughter. And, you know, our crib is not that big. And, you know, bro, it's, at the end of the day, me and her literally look like we're just sitting there watching whatever show we can muster to, to get our little hour of, of just silence together. And we don't even talk, man. Like, we sit on the couch and we watch whatever we want to watch. And we just look like we just got our fucking ass kicked. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm alone where, you know, we all have those visions, man, as parents where it's like, damn, man, like, I'm, you know, what would, not that I would ever want to experience that. And, you know, I'm very careful on how I say this because I would never want, you know, God forbid anything to ever happen to my family. But you do have those days where you're like, damn, man, I wonder what it would be like to just not have this. You know what I mean? And right. When when you think about that, and then you're quickly reminded, just like you know, whenever yeah, you I'm alone or real I'm real quick, when 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 real quick, yeah. bro, real quick, like when I whenever they um you know whenever they go away, like you know her mom has the big backyard with the in ground pool, so they go to her mom's a lot, and you know those you know you know one two days sometimes they're gone or you know when I'm on the road for a month, like bro, that shit is like 
it's cool for like those two days where I get to sleep in and I'm like, ah, you know, silence. But then after that, I'm like, man, all right, it's time for y'all to come home. You know what I mean? Like, I, I miss y'all. You know, as, as chaotic as life can be here, as, as, as nuts as it can be in this house, man, like, I would, I would not know what to do without my family. And that's why there's no, like, you know, my pop left when I was very young. You know, my mom left my stepfather, you know, they broke up, you know, my mom was married twice and both ended in divorces. So, you know, I, um, I know what it's like to not have the full family thing together. And, and, and I'm not the perfect dad. I'm not the perfect partner, but, but I you're just, the perfect I'm partner for trying. her and the perfect dad for I'm, your yeah. kids. Don't ever feel like and you're I'm not, trying, Yeah. Cause yeah, I, man, I, I, I trying, feel like that a lot too. And it's like, you know, I ask my kids all the time, like, why do you think I'm a good dad? Because I'd be like, you're the best daddy. I'm like, why do you think that? Because you just mm-hmm. are. And, you know, as a man, you look at yourself like, man, yeah. I, I could be doing so much more, man. And it, of course. It, yeah, it's of very, course. It, it is hard, like, because. But that's, the, that's, the, that's what lets you know that you are a man. Because uh, a man, a, per, a dude that, that's not a man, a dude that doesn't, that would just be like, man, I'm, I, I'm, I, this, is, this, is, this is all I got. This is the best I can do. I don't respect dudes like that. I respect dudes that are like, what more can I do? How can I be better? How can I, how can I fix, you know, my attitude? How can I fix my, my, my credit? How can I fix, you know what I'm saying? All these things to to better. Like right now, bro, like we, we desperately realize that we don't want to live in this house anymore. And, you know, we want to sell it and get it fixed up and all that other stuff. And right now, Florida got you know, a lot of properties, is, dog. Florida got a lot of properties. You know? That's all I'm saying. We got the top school district. Yo, you know what made us move here, man? So I remember when 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 Jazz was born. I'm like, all right, she can't go to no public school. Like, I'm just not having her go there. But I damn sure wasn't sending her to a Catholic school where she would turn into a fucking pillhead or something. So right. I'm like, all right, let me see how much private school Nazareth Academy costs. That shit was seventy five hundred dollars for the year, and I'm looking at my money and I'm like, man, if if, mm-hmm. I, if I give up my Eagle season tickets and my Sixer season tickets, I could probably swing this, right? And then Brick got pregnant again with Jordan. I ain't spending mm-hmm. 15K. Dog, that's a mortgage. Right. So right. I looked yeah. I looked, and I was like, you know, what's the best school district in Orlando? And my homie happened to live here in the best school district. Like I'm talking about they have a 99.6% high school graduation rate. Like it is ridiculous, the schools here. Like, like – uh, you know, there there are definitely some some celebrities that live around here, which is baffling to right. me. Like, you know, well known celebrities, but like, you these schools are so good, and I'm like, damn, if I'm spending fifteen hundred, that's a mortgage. So for what I would have, I mean, fifteen thousand for what I would have spent on school, I just got my house, and it ended up being right. only like two hundred dollars more a month than we were paying in Philly, and we went from mm-hmm. a row house in Philly with bad schools to four bedrooms and a loft and 3,000 square feet. <laughs> like, we're, mm-hmm. we're in a great school district. Like, literally, we pay oh, man, 245 for the house. Like, that's what a row house goes for in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it, you know, it, it definitely humbled me because it got to the point where all I want is them to be happy. Like, I think I right. understand I'm always going to be a miserable dickhead, <laughs> but I want them to be happy. So, like, when I see them smile, that's what makes it all worth right. it for me. And just knowing you, I know that's what makes it worth it for you because, you right. know, you are one of them people that we always just talk life. Like I said, it's never on no hip hop shit. So, like, when when we're just talking about family and shit, like, I love the fact that we can sit here and say, yo, what's your wife's favorite restaurant? Like, 
yo, my wife is basic, like, and I love it to death. Like, she don't need all that fancy stuff. Like, she's good with chicken fingers and fries and, like, just laying on a cat. Like, all she wants from me is time. That's it. She just wants me to sit right. with her and watch that show. So when you were right. talking about, you know, you sit in silence, I've always said you can tell who the best friends and most important people are in your life when you can just shut the fuck up and be around them. You don't need to talk. Yeah, you can just sit nope. there, not say yep. a word. That, yep. that is, that's when it's real. Yeah. And, that's and when it's real. Absolutely. And, you know, that that's just kind of how it be. Oh, <laughs> oh last round right. of Rapid Reef. <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah. After this round, man, I gotta yeah, get ready. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up too. No, yeah, yeah, my yeah, wife getting sure. mad too. We gotta watch. But I love the, I love the, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, <laughs> ABC or BBD? Uh, BBD. NWA or PE? NWA. DRE or Primo? Oh, you son of a bitch, Primo. Pocket big. Oh, big. Ali or Fraser? Nah, pot, 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 pot. Ooh, okay. uh, Fraser. Frazier, man. Gotta go with the Philly. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how, how trained I am. Frazier. Frazier or Rocky? Uh, Frazier, because he was actually real and deserves a goddamn statue over this dude. Rocky or Creed? Uh, Rocky, because he ain't dead. <laughs> Wildwood or Atlantic City? Uh, uh, sea Isle. But <laughs> I will say out of those two, uh, I, 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 I tried try to pick the, the two most ranching <laughs> ones I could think of. Yeah, yeah, no, out of, out of, out of those two, I do AC because uh, Wild was just like that's just like yeah. Northeast Philly's vacation spot. Worse. You know what I mean? Mike Jordan yeah, and Mike yeah. Tyson. Uh, damn, this last round is really hard. Uh, I gotta go, Jordan. I have to. Mike, drop or drop the mic. Mike drop or drop the mic? Yeah. Mike drop. And that's what he just did, ladies and gentlemen. Brief is just mic dropped on y'all. Thank <laughs> I like you that. so that's much. Good, yeah. good Thank you, man. Yeah. It took me a while to write that, man. <laughs> but yo, Reef, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, man. Um, thank you for joining the podcast. And I know you gotta run, but I wanna send my condolences on the passing of your grandmother. And out of respect yeah, for you, I wanna I wanna end this uh the podcast, you know, playing um playing your song that you made for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I made it for I made it for her and my grandfather. My grandfather passed uh, maybe two years ago, and then my grandmother just passed. The song was made um, after my grand grandfather passed, and then it just holds more meaning now because it came out maybe a year before my grandmother passed away. Right after, so I'm just glad that I made it when I did, and that it's there for life. And you know, yeah, and, um, and she got to have her flowers. Life. She got to have her flowers she when got she was to have here. Her flowers. And yes, I, sir. I do think a lot of times, like um, when you spend your whole life with somebody and then they pass. You 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 passed. Bro, it was because, it was it was only a matter of time, yeah. bro. It was it was like everything went downhill for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything went downhill for her after that, man. Like she she had like mild dementia, but after he passed, bro, she just like straight like just you know she didn't want to think no more. She Wasn't didn't want to fight. She didn't want to feel. Yes. Nope. She wanted nope. to be reunited. Nope. So rest in peace, Frank. Yep. Rest in peace, Jerry. Yeah, man. We're gonna end it yes, right sir. here, Reef. Thank you for joining us, man. I love you to death. I'll Anytime. talk to you soon. I'll love text you. We're gonna end it right, right here, and I'll send you the link, bro. I love you, man. I'm in love with you. All right, peace. Yeah. So this is Reef the Lost Cause, Frank and Jerry. Yeah. Love all of us. World
the old man is dead, his wife is in a home, and just like that, my childhood is gone, forever never seems that long, until you're grown, never thought you'd pass away, I assumed you were made of stone, and I spent so many days with you, but not your last ones, and for that, I feel like a bad grandson, so handsome, so beautiful, I don't know what we gonna do without the two of you, cause even though grandma's alive, truly when you left us, I believe that she died, Alzheimer's has taken her mind, but I believe it's because she don't wanna be here without you by her side, and even though y'all argue, right to the end, there is no denying that you two were best friends on one another, y'all depend, but all things in life must come to an end, and one day I'll see you again. When the road gets rough and life gets scary, I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry. All they endured, all that they carry, remind me of a strength that can never be buried. When the road gets rough and life gets scary, I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry. All they endured, all that they carry, remind me of a strength that can never be buried. To my mother and my father, uncles, aunts, and cousins, my brother and my sister, just want to tell you I love you. It seems like the only time that we see each other is holidays or when we are putting somebody under in a grave. It's a shame, but that's just life. Everyone got older, got their own kids and wives and husbands and bills and real shit they got to deal with. Just know that I'm a phone call away, baby, that's real shit. I feel sick, we ain't that close no more. Ain't it grandma's getting tipsy, telling jokes no more. But the love remains and all things must change. And I'm proud of all of y'all for how you carry on the name. When the road gets rough and life gets scary, I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry. All they endure, all that they carry, remind me of a shrimp that could never be buried. When the road gets rough and life looks scary, I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry. All they endure, all that they carry, remind me of a shrimp that could never be buried. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Reef the Lost Cause, Frank and Jerry. Rest in peace to Reef's grandmother. Rest in peace to Reef's grandfather. I want to thank Reef for joining the show. Um, I, I thought that was a really dope interview, man. I, I thought it was super dope. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, Live and Let Live podcast, we out of here. I want to thank y'all for everything, man. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And you know how it goes, man. We here till we ain't here. Stay blessed. Do what you do. I'm out living.